Hello, and welcome to another episode of the 50 Cups of Coffee podcast. I am your host, Bobby Audley. Obviously, you've read the title of the show, and you can see how long it is. And so if you're a regular listener, or you've even kind of scrolled back at some past episodes, obviously, this is not a normal episode. I want to give you the context of how this episode came about, and then I'll share what it is I have to share. I'll let you know it's not scripted. I haven't written this out. I haven't thought it out. I'm just talking it into the mic. So I, I spend a lot of time on these episodes. Obviously, the interviews, some of them are two hours long, hour and a half long. Most of them were done in person. Uh, I have switched to doing a lot of them via Zoom. I spent a lot of time on just the interview itself. And then the episode itself, I spent a lot of time editing it, listening to it, and and putting thought into these intros and and the social media posts about it. So, it's currently uh, one thirty seven on the dot, one thirty seven on Monday morning, June first. And I, I woke up this morning and and said to myself, you know what? Like, I'm just let's get the episode done and edited and out, and then I'm going to go to the store. I've been going shopping every two weeks on, on Monday. I found it a good time to go shopping. So I get up, and and the episode I chose to release today was my interview with TJ Buchanan, who I met when he was working at US Lacrosse, and he's now at World Lacrosse, and, and he's doing a lot of work, and has always done a lot of work with athlete development and coach development, making sure we're coaching and training the right way. We're raising a holistic athlete. We're focused on the growth of the individual and not just the player. He's the one I learned the phrase from, and he didn't coin it, but I learned it from him, of you don't coach a lacrosse player, you coach a kid. And so I, I loved my interview with him, was really excited to share it with you, will share it with you next week. And, and I do this entire, listen to the whole episode. My process is I listen to the episode, which, you know, for TJ, it was almost two hours long. So I listen to the whole thing. And then once I listen to it, I go back and listen to it again and edit it as I go through it. I cut out maybe moments that we get off on a tangent, maybe moments that, moments that, that just don't make it, don't mean anything to you as a listener. Maybe I cut out a cough here and there. So I'm, I'm editing the episode and then I add my intro and I put a lot of thought into my intro. Uh, I, I'm looking to make it different, looking to make it better, looking to make it more natural. So I do the whole intro and, and I finish the process, finish the podcast and, and I, I take my headphones off and I walk out and I, I go to make lunch and my wife is out making lunch and she's quiet and noticeably upset and even looks like she'd been crying. So I said, you know, how, how was your morning? I was kind of in my own little world here. And um, she says she hopped on her call, her Zoom call for work. And her two colleagues, her boss and her colleague, are both African-American women. And the hour-long meeting that was supposed to be about work to kick off the week started by her boss saying, I just really, we don't need to talk about work. I just want to check in on you and see how you're doing, both of you. And, and my wife's colleague uh, shared that she had a rough weekend and couldn't get her mind off of the riots and what's going on and, and, and the death of, of, of uh, George Floyd and, and just everything that's occurring right now and, and just was really emotionally impacted by it. And my wife's boss shared the same thing, that she was emotionally impacted by it. She usually has, you know, Zoom meetings with her family every Sunday and they'll play games and they'll just have fun with each other during this this crazy time of the coronavirus. And she said this week, you know, this Sunday, they just, they couldn't stop talking about it. 
And it moved my wife to tears and, and struck me when she shared this because she said, you know, our weekend, we didn't really talk about it. We weren't impacted by it. Um, I titled this, this episode, My White Privilege, because that's what this is about. Um, Friday night, it was my wife's birthday on Friday. And so we hopped on a Zoom with friends and, and none of us talked about anything but good times and having fun. And we laughed a lot and just had a tremendous time. And then on Saturday, we hopped on a Zoom with family and had a tremendous time and none of this ever got brought up. And Sunday, we, we just kind of relaxed and didn't turn the TV on at all and, and uh, uh, caught up with the news I did catch up on was the SpaceX launch. And we talked about family about that, about how fascinating the whole thing was and had family over uh, to, to barbecue, you know, just my mom, dad and brother, close people that we've been seeing during this. And, um, you know, we brought up the most that got brought up was, have you heard about the riots? Yeah, crazy what's going on. And that's kind of it. And then that night, my sister texted me who lives in California and said, are you watching this? That's all she said is, are you watching this? And I had, I figured it was about this, but I didn't know. So I said, watching what? And, and she just responded immediately and said her boyfriend and her had been watching all day on three different screens coverage of what's going on. And so I turned it on and Right in D.C., right down the road from me, there was protests and tear gas and police and, and uh, uh, you know, across the country, these, these riots and lootings and things happening. And, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, but my sister said that one of the reporters said they hadn't seen this kind of national movement since the, the murder of Dr. Martin Luther King. And so last night it hit me what was going on that I wasn't fully privy to. And still, I woke up today and put together this podcast episode and never, even in the intro, mentioned anything about what's going on. And so then when I find my wife crying or had been crying and we talk about it and I said, you know, I just, I I just said, she goes, do you say anything about it in your podcast? And I said, no. And maybe I'll wait till next week because I just finished this thing and I don't want to go back and do it out of pure laziness. And as the words were coming out of my mouth, it hit me how privileged that is, that I can't even be burdened by, by redoing a podcast intro. And maybe I'm rambling right now, but I share all this to say, I think if anything I have learned over the last two days, it's I consider myself someone who is well-read, who pays attention, who, who is thoughtful, um, as soon as the death of George Floyd was was national news, I texted a couple close friends of mine who are African American to just share my my love for them, my my just 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 to connect to them and see how they're doing. I posted on social media if that means anything, um, uh, an image of peaceful protests that that people had a hard time with. It was kind of the message of during these violent protests, we say, why can't folks protest peacefully? And, and the image said, well, you know, we tried this and it showed people marching and people didn't like that. It said, we tried this and it showed football players kneeling and people didn't like that. It said, we tried this and it showed uh, LeBron James speaking out with a I can't breathe shirt on and Kobe Bryant with an I can't breathe shirt on and people didn't like that. It showed uh, actors and actresses speaking out when they're accepting their, their awards and people don't like that. You know, just accept the award. Don't turn this into a stage or a podium. And, and the point of the image was, I'm not saying you listening have done this, but 
overall as a society, I think we've really just quieted anyone that wants to protest in a national light. Certainly kneeling at the football game was a big freaking deal that uh, uh, everyone had a hard time with. And now we see violent protests and everyone wonders why it's, it's come to this. And in my opinion, where I sit in my life, um, I've, I have never, I've, I have always supported the kneeling. I've always supported athletes and actors and people with a voice sharing that voice. And, um, even this weekend, I wasn't emotionally impacted by what's going on. I wasn't aware of it and I wasn't planning to talk about it here on this podcast. And so my message, instead of listening to the episode I had planned with TJ, I will release that in the future. Instead of listening to that, um, I'm not going to release it here. My encouragement to you is, uh, is to do two things. I have two points I'd like to make. Number one, in my world, which is personal development, self-help, uh, personal growth and development, teaching positive attitude, there are a number of people that their, their, their belief of positive attitude is so firm that they don't pay attention to current affairs. They don't watch the news. They don't read the paper because if it doesn't impact my life, why am I going to be burdened by it? And I've never been in that camp. I don't, I don't watch national news anymore because I don't care for how they share the news. That's not my condemnation of it. I just, I don't care for how they share the news. I prefer to read the newspaper. I read it on a, on a tablet, on my iPad. I read the newspaper and, and, and try to stay as, as in knowing about things as I can, in the loop about things as I can. I'm a person with a lot of opinions and, and I want those opinions to be educated and well thought out. And, and so I am here to make a stance and make a point that I believe you're welcome to disagree with me. I believe ignoring the current affairs, ignoring the news, uh, is your privilege. And it's a privilege that we should not exercise. Um, if reading about somebody else's reality is too difficult for you to handle, then perhaps you have the ability to change that person's reality, to, to, to take some action to help, to take some time, to take some of your resources, to add some, some, something to the conversation to help those individuals live a better life. There are people in our world who don't have the luxury of ignoring current affairs. And so if that is your answer to maintaining a positive attitude, I encourage you to check out meditation. I encourage you to check out mindfulness and, and, and practice those practices that allow you to still live in the current world and see what's happening and be aware of it and, and, and help and serve and add value and, and don't allow ignorance to be your solution to the problems that we're facing. That's my first ask of you. And again, you're welcome to disagree with me. It's just my first ask of you. My second ask and encouragement is to educate yourself. Um, talk to people that have differing views than you. Talk to people who have different lives than you. Talk to people that are from different parts of the world. Talk to people that are from different parts of the country. The, one of the blessings I have had over the last 10 years is to travel to 40 out of the 50 states and, and, and not just the tourist parts, but you know, going to a school that's four hours from the nearest airport in the middle of Illinois or, or Kentucky or Alabama or, or the state of Washington or California, uh, just all over this country. And not just going to those places, but doing two, three-day retreats 
with the individuals from those places and learning about them and, and, and people that have vastly different views and opinions than I do and vastly different lives than I do and, and having empathy for them. Educate yourself. Learn, grow, seek to become more than you are right now. In that process, don't get defensive. Number one thing I see that stunts people's growth when it comes to having an open mind, when it comes to seeing things from a different perspective, is getting defensive, is, is saying, I'm not racist because A, B, and C. I don't, I don't have white privilege because A, B, and C. Uh, you don't understand me, A, B, and C. We get defensive instead of first seeking to understand, first seeking to hear, first seeking to listen. In educating yourself um, and talking to others and not being defensive, I am going to uh, share a post from a really dear friend of mine, uh, Coach Matt Oberly. Uh, I, I don't have his permission to share this. I didn't ask him yet because I just wanted to hit record and get my thoughts out. So, uh, Obi, I hope you're cool with this. Um, but uh, uh, he posted on Instagram a really... For me, I thought a profound post considering my plan today was to release my interview with TJ Buchanan. And he said, the biggest takeaway I've personally had from this situation is simply this. I need to be better. I thought I knew what it meant to be anti-racist. I didn't. And I have a lot to learn. I look forward to this process and hope to use my experiences to be a better coach and mentor to all of you. While I will take this time to listen, read, and learn, I would like to leave you all with the following. Meaningful change begins to occur when we begin to understand the perspective of others. This cannot happen if we choose to live in an echo chamber where we only listen to those that we already agree with. I encourage you all to seek out books, podcasts, blogs, magazines, and articles and interviews by people who challenge your worldview. We must strive to better understand the experiences, vocabulary, and language of others. The insights and language you will gain from these sources will allow you to engage with others in a more authentic way. A great starting place for this as lacrosse players, Coach Oberly is a lacrosse player and a coach, and, and that's, that's uh, the page I found this on, and here is why I thought it was relevant considering my plan was to release TJ's interview. A great starting place for this would be through the writings of Kyle Harrison, Miles Jones, Jules Hesenberg, I believe I'm saying his name right, Chaz Woodson, and others. U.S. Lacrosse, the governing administration body of our sport, which is what TJ used to work for, ran a series in which they interviewed black lacrosse players and provided them with the opportunity to express their own experiences. Obi says here, I would highly recommend that you read these stories. I read them as well. And of course, in sharing this, I'm recommending you read them. You can find the stories at uslaxmagazine.com and then there's a it's forward slash fuel forward slash us lacrosse forward slash the faces and voices of the black lacrosse community and i'll put the link in the notes as well so that you can find this this series of articles of of voices and faces of black lacrosse players Obi ends his post by saying, this world is an amazingly complex place and I urge you to be wary of those that try to manipulate you into accepting simple answers to complex questions. Don't be afraid to get uncomfortable in this process. Temporary discomfort that brings about meaningful and lasting change is something we must make peace with if we are to move forward in a just way. Obi, thank you for posting that. Literally, I... I did my whole podcast interview with TJ, uh, went out, 
to make lunch with my wife and had that conversation with her, pushed back a little bit on wanting to, to add a new intro, then read Obi's post and decided, you know what, my episode this week is going to be just this. And, and uh, to, to put a button on this, yes, my, my aha moment and my wife's aha moment was she hops on a call with two friends and, and people she loves and cares about and colleagues of hers. And Monday morning, they're saying, how are you doing? Because of how emotional and hard their weekend was when our weekend was nothing like that. Because we, as speaking for myself, not the entire white community, as a white middle-class individual, we are so disconnected. My wife and I, I'm not saying all white people, my wife and I are so disconnected from what's going on. And I can, I can talk to my friends, I can chat with colleagues, and I'm still disconnected. As I thought about this podcast, looking back on my own podcast, I am 16 episodes in, and I have had two black guests and uh, three female guests. And I think one of the guests overlaps both those categories as an African-American woman. And we have, I've had 16 episodes. The rest uh, have been white men. And I'm not condemning my own podcast. I'm, I'm, I have been intentional about having diversity in terms of who I interview. I have more guests that I've already interviewed and planning on interviewing, interviewing that are diverse. And um, my guests are my friends, are my mentors, are people I learn from. And I'm acknowledging the lack of diversity even in my own community, my community, my personal community. I'm pointing it out. I'm pointing it out because that certainly colors my reality, my opinions, my beliefs, and also what I'm exposed to. That this past weekend, I was aware, but not impacted by by what has been happening and what is still happening. That's all I wanted to share. Um, just, I think my belief is part of our responsibility, each of us, no matter what color, creed, race, religion, belief, sexual orientation you are, part of our uh, uh, responsibility right now is to acknowledge and talk about and be vulnerable about our own privilege. Doesn't don't, don't I don't want you to get defensive or down about it. Just acknowledge it, because then when we have conversations with others who aren't as privileged, we are able to be more understanding, be more empathetic, and move forward. Um, we need to have conversations. This podcast is the 50 cups of coffee challenge. I have said it as many times as I can. It is not about networking. It is not about you landing your next job. It is not about you creating as wide a a network as you can so that you can be a great salesman someday. Um, Not that any of those things are bad. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of folks listening that want those things, and that's a great ancillary benefit of it. For me, it has always simply been about connecting. When I first started doing this, I've been doing it for years, but when I first started thinking about it back in 2014, um, I didn't even think about it as a challenge or a concept. My wife is the one that had to point out, hey, this could be a TEDx talk. And, and prior to that, it was just, I love connecting. I love talking to people. I love learning from people. I love challenging my worldview. I love challenging how I think about things. I love challenging what I believe to be true because when you hear someone else who believes something to be true, as fervently, I think that's the right word, as, as strongly uh, as, as you believe it to be true, how are you not challenged by that? 
to say, I believe this thing in my heart of hearts and so do they. So let's talk about it. That's my challenge for you. Go talk about it. Go, don't just listen to podcasts. Go be about it. Um, you know, it sounds cliche to say, be the change you wish to, to see in the world, but go be it. Learn, grow, become more. Uh, and, and, and I think that's, if, if we take anything from right now, if you are not so emotionally impacted that you're out there marching, if you are just in a place like my wife and I were this past weekend of apathy, I challenge you to at least read, educate, and think about it. So that's my, if you, if you are a regular listener to the show, we're at about 20 minutes right now. That means you've got another, uh, at least uh, hour, hour and a half of your day that, uh, that I have given to you by not publishing a full episode, uh, that you can go check out these articles on us lacrosse that, that share perspectives from, from black, uh, lacrosse players. Uh, you can go read the newspaper about what's currently happening, read opinion articles about what's currently happening, reach out to people in your world who are people of color, uh, and maybe even just ask them, how are you doing? And and what is your perspective on this? And, and if you don't agree with it, don't share it right now. Maybe just listen and let it process and sit for a minute. Um, or if you have a question, ask the question. Or if you just want to reach out and say, I love you, I'm thinking of you, um, I'm telling you right now, as a, as a white person separated from this, I never would have thought of that. It was a, a post from someone I respect on Facebook that said, reach out to individuals that you know, um, Afri- a part of the African-American community right now, because they need to hear from you. And, and so if you haven't heard that yet, allow this to be your, your push, your challenge to do that. Reach out to people. That's all I have for you. It's a different episode, and, and I just felt uh, right now, this is what I, I wanted to share. Um, so thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to listen. This podcast uh, has been just a pure blessing and joy. I started it in February because I wanted to start a podcast during this time of, of coronavirus and social distancing, it's allowed me to stay connected with people and still have conversations with people and still provide content and value to you, even though I can't be in person with a lot of you, with most of you, all of you. Um, and, uh, and, and for today and this week, I want this to serve as a platform for me to share my vulnerability of my own white privilege and, and I'm going to spend the rest of my day making myself better because of it. And so I encourage you to spend the rest of your day doing the same.